0: Nicola
2: Everett. Hello,
0: hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. On Thursday, March the 31st, crazy weather today. We will have more on that for you coming up later on in the podcast. But first today, the family of a woman from Aylesford who died in a crash in Sussex say their grief is unimaginable and unbearable. 30-year-old Amy Williams was killed when the car she was in collided with two other vehicles on the A272 between Calfield and West Grinstead on Monday. A man who was 83 and from Worthing also died, while two other women from Kent, both aged 23, were taken to hospital. Well, Amy's family have paid tribute and this is a statement they've given to Kent Online. Amy was a beautiful, happy, kind daughter, granddaughter, niece, sister and more recently devoted auntie. She had countless friends and work colleagues and touched the lives of many with her infectious smile and positive lust for life. Her tragic death has left a gaping hole in all our lives. We're grateful to all the first responders who attended the scene and tried to save her life. To lose your daughter in these circumstances is every parent's worst nightmare and our grief is unimaginable and unbearable. We would be grateful if people would respect our privacy at this difficult time. Amy worked at Maidstone Hospital and leaves her father Colin, who is a Tunbridge and Borough councillor representing Aylesford South, her mum Wendy and sister Molly. Our thoughts today are very much with Amy's family. Kent Online News. The Transport Secretary says P&O Ferries will be forced to rethink its decision to sack 800 employees. Grant Shapps wants ports, including Dover, to refuse access to ships carrying workers paid below the minimum wage. Now The firm replaced staff with cheaper agency workers when it made the shock announcement two weeks ago. Now the government's brought in new rules to protect maritime workers. Here's what the Transport Secretary had to say in the Commons.
1: Last week I stood at this dispatch box uh, to address the House and the shape. Sacking of 800 seafarers by PO ferries. No British workers should be treated in this way, devoid of dignity and respect. And our maritime workers, who with great dedication and sacrifice supported this country during the pandemic, deserve far better than to be dismissed via a pre recorded Zoom in favour of cheaper overseas labour. In response, we urge PO ferries to reconsider. These calls have fallen on deaf ears. Instead, the chief executive, Peter Hevelthwaite, in front of Parliament, no less, set out how he deliberately broke the law, and in an act of breathtaking, breathtaking indifference, suggested he would do the same thing again. p and Ferries' failure to see reason, to recognise the public anger, and to do the right thing by their staff has left the government with no choice. Where new laws are needed, we will create them. Where legal loopholes are cynically exploited, we will close them, and where employment rights are too weak, we will strengthen them. HMRC will be dedicating significant resource to check that all UK ferry operators are compliant with the national minimum wage. No ifs, no buts. The House will recall that the MCA is already at my request carrying out inspections of P&O ferries, and so far two ships. The European Causeway and the Pride of Kent have been detained after failing safety inspections. Madam Deputy Speaker, I will not compromise the safety of any vessel and P&O will will not be able to rush new crews through training and expect those ships to sail. This work is ongoing. We will take action to prevent employers who have not made reasonable efforts to reach agreement through consultation from using fire and rehire tactics. A new statutory code will allow a court an employment tribun- or employment tribunal to take the manner of dismissal into account. And if an employer fails to comply with the code, impose a 25% uplift to a worker's compensation. Our intention to give British ports new statutory powers to refuse access to regular ferry services which do not pay their crew the national minimum wage. And it means that if companies like P&O Ferries want to dock in ports such as Dover and Hull and Liverpool, they'll have no choice but to comply with this legislation. Crucially, it means that P&O Ferries can derive no benefit from the action that they have disgracefully taken. We're proudly pro-business government. But we will never support those that treat workers with the callousness and disrespect that we have seen. British workers are not expendable. They are the backbone of this country. And this robust package of measures will give our maritime workers the rights they deserve whilst, observing, uh, whilst destroying the supposed gains PO ferries hoped to obtain. They will send a clear message that if you are using British waters and British ports to ply your trade, then you must accept British laws.
0: Unions, though, say the new measures to protect maritime staff don't go far enough. And in fact, the RMT think it's far too little, far too late. Meantime, there are growing concerns today about how cross-channel ferries will cope over the Easter holidays. P&O services are still suspended and there have been some delays to DFDS ferries at Dover today as well. They're taking on extra passengers, with demand expected to increase when schools break up tomorrow. A court's heard how a prisoner at a young offenders institution in Medway took another inmate hostage because he was bored. Joseph Hilden armed himself with a plastic knife and bit the victim's ear at Cook and Wood in April 2019. The 20-year-old from Bredgar Close in Ashford has since been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and will remain in a secure psychiatric unit until he's deemed safe to be released. A man who sexually assaulted an elderly stranger in a church in Folkestone has been jailed. Stephen Rebel was drunk when he attacked the woman who's in her 70s last July. The 45-year-old from Longford Terrace has been locked up for four years and put on the sex offenders register indefinitely. Figures given to the Kent Online podcast show an average of four assaults on police officers in Kent every day over the last two years. Since April 2020, so at the start of the pandemic, there have been more than 3,200 offences, as well as 66 cases of racist abuse towards officers or staff. The Chief Constable of Kent Police has warned it won't be tolerated. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Now, it's the final day to be able to get hold of free COVID tests in Kent. From tomorrow, if you think you've got coronavirus and want to do a test, you'll have to pay for a lateral flow kit. Some groups, including healthcare workers, the vulnerable and care home staff, will still be able to get tests for free. Well, I've been speaking to Dr Julian Spinks, who's a GP in Medway.
3: Well, the big concern is that from today onwards, people won't have the ability to test, particularly when they're asymptomatic. It means we don't know that people have uh, got covid and they don't know as well so they can go and infect other people. And I think that's really a very retrograde step. And I'm particularly nervous given that the numbers of cases have risen so fast recently. Uh, We're at a time where we really do need to know Who is infected and how many people are infected?
0: I certainly haven't known a time where I have personally known so many people to have coronavirus. I've had it myself over the past couple of weeks and most of my family have have had it. Thankfully, they've all been able to test. I mean, what is going to happen in future if someone thinks they've got Covid? What will they have to do instead?
3: Well, I, mean, I would be advising them to take precautions as if they, they have it. But it's difficult because if they're uh, going out to work, um, their their work may say that they want them to come in. I would say the work is, is being unwise doing that. And of course, what it might do is uh, reduce further the number of people being able to go into work or contact other people because they may not have COVID. We still have coughs and colds. We still have flus and things like that. But you won't be able to tell the difference.
0: Um, we found out today that some people will still be able to get the test. though. Can you just explain? Explain what you know about that.
3: What it is, is people who are at higher risk. Um, particularly people in nursing homes and so on. Uh, People who work for the NHS, we only heard that just now. And that's very important in general practice because we are also being hit by very large numbers of people catching COVID. One of the practices I work at lost half of its staff recently. So we do need to know that. And so so those are the groups that are gonna be getting the the, the tests still, um, providing you can order them.
0: For those who are particularly vulnerable and could be if they got coronavirus, How do you think they're feeling at the moment? Because everyone else perhaps will feel like they've got a mild cold. They will go about their daily business, but for others, They're still gonna feel pretty nervous, aren't they, going around? Do you think they've almost been a bit forgotten about because of this change in how things are gonna be run?
3: I think really over the last few months, there's been a tendency to forget that we had large numbers of people who were considered very vulnerable. Um, We are giving a booster vaccine to the particularly vulnerable, those with an immune deficiency and those over 75. But that's actually a relatively small number compared with the number of vulnerable people out there with other diseases. I really understand that they may feel very nervous and are trapped back in their houses again because they haven't got as much confidence about going out and doing shopping and meeting their friends and relatives. And so uh, I think that losing the ability to test means such a major impact on lots of people, including them.
0: The government have always said we now need to live with coronavirus. But do you think maybe this was a step too far and the testing should have been left in place?
3: I think it, the testing should have been one of the last things to disappear because it's a way of tracking what's going on. And if we get a new variant that is more dangerous than Omicron uh, when combined with vaccination, um, you know, we will be in a difficult situation while we ramp things back up. We are lucky that uh, vaccination has reduced the impact of, uh, of COVID so that the number of people being admitted to hospital is nowhere near like it was in the first se- or second waves. But it's still the case that some people will end up in hospital And some will be seriously ill.
0: The cost of living, I mean, to have to pay for a Covid test, that's just one thing that people will easily say, well, I I won't bother because it's it's another expense that they won't want to to fork out for, I suppose, at the moment.
3: I can totally understand people making a decision. They're they're looking and saying, uh, you know, can I have food for my family or am I going to test regularly? Uh, And that is a very difficult dilemma. Um, because the one is putting your family at risk and the other is actually putting your friends, your family and the general population at risk.
0: A Kent charity say they're heartbroken after Tom Parker from The Wanted died of a brain tumour. The 33-year-old was a patron of the Eleanor Hospice in Gravesend who says he'll be remembered with so much love and affection. Ed Sheeran and Liam Payne are among fellow musicians who've also paid tribute. A school in Tunbridge has responded to a damning Ofsted report which suggests Pupils were at risk of harm. Inspectors visited Bishop Chavez' primary in January and raised concerns about safeguarding. Well, a spokesperson for the trust that runs the school says they've already addressed the principal issues identified, including a complete overhaul of record keeping. A carer who stole more than £12,000 from a vulnerable couple in Sittingbourne has been ordered to pay back just £1. 30 year old Gemma Day from Victoria Street in Sheerness took the money over a four month period last year. She must also pay £149 in compensation. A pilot from Kent has been jailed after admitting lying in order to get a job with British Airways. The Civil Aviation Authority says he altered his logbook and entered false details so it appeared he was more experienced. Craig Butfoy from Matfield near Tunbridge Wells has been sentenced to 12 months behind bars.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: For the first time, the boss of Britain's oldest brewery based in Faversham has admitted he feared for the company's survival during the COVID lockdowns. Shepherd Neame Chief Exec Jonathan Neame has said there were pretty dark times when pubs were forced to close for almost six months. This week, the company has revealed it's back in profit and debt levels are lower than before the pandemic. You can read his interview with our business editor Chris Britcher on the website. Some good news for the jobs market potentially. Aldis announced plans to create more than 170 jobs across Kent. It's part of the supermarket's nationwide expansion drive, which includes roll at current stores and some new ones as well. They're looking for people of all levels of experience for both part-time and full-time positions. People living in a large part of Canterbury say they've been forced to keep their windows shut to block out an eggy smell coming from a landfill site. A number of complaints have been made about the area off Shallock Road, which is managed by Viridor, where well, the company say there's actually no harm to human health or the environment, but additional measures to monitor and control emissions have been introduced. A dog that weighs almost 40 kilograms and has been roaming the Kent countryside for almost seven months has finally been found and rescued. The Romanian Majoritic Shepherd has managed to escape from her foster family's garden in Mepham last August after recently arriving in the country from Romania. Cindy was spotted several times across Gravesham and Sevenoaks and was eventually captured at the weekend. You can see a picture of her at Kent Online. Now, Oti Mavuse has been chatting to the Kent Online podcast about bringing her new show to Kent this summer. I Am Here is a direct translation of the former Strictly prose name and pays tribute to where she grew up in South Africa. I've been chatting to her.
2: So the show is called I Am Here and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the comedy. It is a show based on everything that I've experienced, all my influences and the people that have influenced me and helped me actually to be me and get me where I am. Um, It's exciting because we get to travel through countries, going through Germany, going through South Africa, then going through the history of South Africa and, and really doing it the best way we know how with song and dance, a live band, live singers, and 12 incredible dancers. It sounds absolutely
0: fantastic. Of course, an awful lot of people would know you from Strictly. How different is it to take something to the stage as opposed to being on TV?
2: It's very, 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 very different. Well, with, the, with TV, you kind of have your different kind of uh, camera shots and the sound and the lighting and all of that to make it look even more fabulous than what it is. Uh, and on stage, it's real. What you see happening on you, it's, it's live, you know, and it's in the moment. So all the feelings that you feel are really raw. They're not through a television s- screen. All the words that you hear are in the moment and you get to hear them firsthand. So it, it's, it's like watching a concert. What you get is in that moment and you won't get it again.
0: I mean, theatre is absolutely magical. But what are you hoping the audiences might learn about you? Perhaps something we didn't know before.
2: Oh, gosh. I I guess where I'm from and the history of South Africa and um, I guess my relationship as well is not something that I I openly talk about. And that I think this is the first time I'll open up about it, also through dance. And I think that they'll learn a lot more than just what they've seen. Um, and also my love for theatre and the West End and, and this country itself, travelling the countryside, all of that is in the show.
0: And you mentioned there the music. Of course, you do ha- you did have a, a live band at, at Strictly, but it must be a, a bit different to have that live music in the, in the theatre. There's always oh, a different yeah. sort of atmosphere, isn't there?
2: Yeah so so different and you know a lot of the stuff that we do that is based in South Africa is heavy with percussion so just to hear those drums like beating and feeling like you're actually in the Serengeti it's going to be incredible. Will it be a
0: style of dance that we recognize yeah. or is there going to be some really different stuff in there?
2: It's going to be both you know I really want all audiences to feel like they're being accommodated it's going to be the Latin and the ballroom stuff that everybody knows and loves done in a really special way but also it's going to be musical theatre there's going to be commercial and a lot of afro fusion which is something that I feel like not a lot of people have the opportunity to bring to the stage and that's something I want to bring. We are going to miss you on our screens and obviously Strictly was
0: a a huge part of your life how much do you think it, it has influenced you over the past seven years?
2: completely you know it's it's done I mean I'm talking to you today because of that show you know there's an interest in me because of Strictly and 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 I'm so lucky that I'll still always know that I have played a part in the show you know it's changed my life and it's brought me to this place that I call home now and, and it's given me a new way of life and 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 I can support myself financially because of it so Strictly honestly has has changed my world 100%. Ote is going to be in
0: Dartford and Bromley in June before heading to Canterbury the following month. In the meantime, Craig Revel-Hallwood's going to be bringing his new show to Kent tonight, The Strictly Judge. is doing his first ever solo tour and promises to share plenty of backstage gossip from his showbiz career. He's at the Orchard Theatre in Dartford. And I mentioned at the start of the podcast we must chat about the very crazy weather today. It's been pretty bonkers, hasn't it? And there is in fact a warning for snow and ice in Kent. The yellow alert comes into force at midnight and lasts until 10 tomorrow morning. Although you may well have had some snow flurries and sleet in parts of the county already today, temperatures have dropped dramatically after that lovely spring weather we had last week.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Just one bit to update you on and in cricket, defending champions England have stormed through to the final of the Women's World Cup. Kent's Tammy Beaumont only managed to score seven runs but they ended up beating South Africa by 137 in their last four match They will face Australia in the final on Sunday with that game getting underway in the early hours our time. Well that's all from us for today thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site to do that just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe and whilst you're on the site today you can see details of all of the criminals locked up in Kent over the past month.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent